Welcome to the Elevate Your Event podcast, where we talk about how to plan and execute an unforgettable event that will dazzle your guests and generate more income for your organization. From fundraising and securing trendy auction items to event production and logistics, get the best tips and advice from seasoned fundraising and event professionals who have been in your shoes. Well, here on the Elevate Your Event podcast, we are event experts, and we're here to bring you all the ins and outs of events. And in order to be event experts, you had to have seen a thing or two. So we have some members of the Handbid team here today, and we're going to talk about some of our best and worst event moments. Welcome, Handbid team. Thank you, Thank you for having us. (laughs) Since we're here, should we introduce ourselves? Yeah, absolutely. So Jeff Porter, I am the CEO and founder of Handbid, and I have been involved in charity fundraising since 2004 as being on the charity side. I've attended, you know, the classic auctions way back when, especially when my kids were in preschool. So I've been around it for quite some time. And then we founded Handbid in 2011, and that's when we ran our first event with our software. And since then, because it became part of what we did, you know, as our vocation, I have been to I countless, I would say hundreds of <laughs> fundraising events. It's so, a great life. Yeah. And I don't want to steal any thunder from Progressive Insurance, but we like to say in our office, <laughs> right? True. we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two, right? Oh There's no God. doubt about yes. it. <laughs> Progressive, don't sue us. Come yeah. be a sponsor of the podcast. Oh, That's thanks, right. Progressive. That's right. We love right. you, Progressive. Yes. You're not my insurance company, but I'm sure right. you're really good. We talk about yeah. you a lot. That's right. <laughs> Miss Diana. I'm Diana Duplanchet. Don't try to say that outside of New Orleans. Um, it and doesn't, don't try it to spell it either. Go well. <laughs> right. It doesn't go well. I'm Miss Duplanter everywhere else except for, you know, the New Orleans area. So so I have been your quintessential, for my experience for events, has been your quintessential PTA mom. Oh, my God. I should be so embarrassed. But I'm not. I'm not embarrassed because we all have to contribute to our communities and a school is a community. So I started off doing the auctions for my daughter's preschool and then I moved over to start helping with the auction at my daughter's elementary school and um, oh my we I was the one that moved them from paper to mobile bidding every time and it was like pulling people over the finish line one strong tug-of-war moment at a time. <laughs> but g- give yourself some credit, because you did this in 2014. I, right. Yes. Thank you very okay. much. I like to say, this is what, I, if y'all have ever been a client of mine on a demo, I'm going to age myself here. Are you ready? Do you know Crystal Gale, the country music With artist? With long yes. hair. Of course you know her. She sang a song. We were country. I was country when country wasn't cool. We were running, using apps when nobody wanted to talk about apps. That's right. And trust me when I tell you, it was a lot harder in 2013 to sell people on an app than it is today. And that was when I was just the PTA president. So there you go. That's my experience. And then I also go to handbit events as an an on-site expert, which is a lot of fun. And we bring home a lot of stories. And so, Elise, I would like to pass the baton to you. I am Elise Druckenmiller. 
Don't uh, try to say don't that. Don't try to say that at home either. <laughs> <laughs> you're safe with Wheeler. You're safe with Porter. <laughs> don't, don't extend beyond that. Um, my event experience, well, I actually uh, probably five years ago started helping Jeff with his fundraising events and somehow I ended up here at Hambid and I love it <laughs> and have expanded that and now um, have um, joined several boards and event committees for organizations that are near and dear to my heart and just like Diana have attended a lot of Hambid events as an on-site expert. I'm Kristen Wheeler. I do the marketing here at Hambid and I just facilitate and observe the shindig that is the Elevate Your Event podcast and provide provide the booze. And since no one brought me a glass, I get to drink out of the bottle. Why did we not get her a glass? <laughs> because I wasn't I really in charge of this. I only had three left hey, over I'm from not, my I wedding. I am so. not complaining. I'm not complaining about <laughs> just a little... No, 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 no. It's going to be a no. great toast. I'm, I'm really feeling <laughs> Let's it. Let's toast to events and get into our stories. Let's yes. do it. Cheers. Oh, Cheers. So great. Since so we Jeff, don't drink at events, it's nice that we get to drink nice when we, we talk about events. It's nice that we get to drink while we're at work. It's <laughs> talking is, about events. Uh, yes. So can we can we talk about the first event oh that Elise gosh. ever did for Hambid? Okay. Yes. Please. I don't know if I know this Oh, one. this is funny. Oh, it's hilarious. Yeah. Okay. So we're doing this event, and it's downtown Denver, <clears> and um, it is so packed in this place that they have a they, they, we do check-in in a tent outside, okay? Hmm. And it's in February. And so in February in Denver, it can be, you know, a little cold, okay? This day, it was really cold. So we show up there, and, you know, I think we normally show up about 90 minutes to, uh, I'd say, two hours before. And I think in this case, we were there quite a bit early, so we mm-hmm. were there at least two hours before the, the first check-in. So we're there probably around 3, 3.30, something like that. And so they tell us, okay, well, we only have six hours of heat. So we don't want to turn it on right now because the 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 silent auction closes at eleven. So checkout's going to go till like twelve or twelve thirty in the morning. So we just don't want to turn on the heat. Okay. Well, it's not just cold yeah. though. It's like wet. Oh, it's oh, it's cold. snowing it hard. It's snowing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Heavy like spring cold. snow. So oh. at least didn't bring like hat and gloves and that kind of stuff so we're all sharing some stuff around you know trying to get everybody warm and so she's sitting there and she's checking people in at a laptop and i come over to say how's it going and she's like i just my fingers just won't bend anymore (laughs) and elise you're tiny and i feel like tiny people get i'm colder cold all the time 24 7 yeah (laughs) She is absolutely freezing. And so finally, I was like, office. all right, I got to make the executive decision here. We're, we're just going to go turn the heat on. Because they have this, like, generator outside with a fuel tank. And so we were out there, like, trying to figure out how to start this fuel tank to turn the oh heat on. And then all the, So they have a tube that comes into the tent, right, with the hot air, right? And, of course, it's blowing at the other <clears> end of the tent. So we have to move Elise during check-in from one end of the table to the other so she could be near the heat. <laughs> all of our check-in staff have, like, full-on hat gloves like earmuffs you name it she was like listen i didn't get the memo that like you were going to be outside for check-in i had i had appropriate clothing on for an outside like walk from the car to go inside to a indoor space yes okay a building a building i had a coat i had some jeans i had some shoes it was a country themed you know style so i was dressed warm but I wasn't dressed for an outdoor check-in. You weren't dressed no. for frostbite. 
No. Correct? That's what no. you're saying. Literally. I can't move my fingers. Maybe that's why I don't have feeling in my fingers from time to time. Yes. <laughs> it was all oh. this first hand so, event. So, so then the next thing that happens actually happens to me. Okay. <laughs> the same so, event? Same event. Oh, my God. So there's so much snow on the roof, and then we turn the heat on. What do you think the snow on the roof did? Falls. It melts. Melted, yeah. right? So... <laughs> It, it I don't know dumps that. from the roof so, onto. Well, no, it's, we're inside a tent, but I open the door to go out and go into the venue. And as I open the door and walk out, this entire rain shower of water dumps on me. Okay, <laughs> so in my in my it's a country event. So we had I had jeans on, I had a sports coat on, you know, cowboy boots or whatever. I am completely drenched. <laughs> oh my god! And it's like. And you so know, were some of the guests. 25 and, degrees outside. And so did you go to your client and say, look what we have endured on your behalf <laughs> That's right. for your cause. I walked I'm inside drenched. and they're like, what happened to you? <laughs> I think we all have an event story like that that involves weather, like schlepping something in the heat or schlepping something in the rain. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. We've seen a lot. There's definitely been weather issues before, right? And, you know, we did an event again downtown and it was like a massive blizzard and people like I'm calling the client, I'm like, what's your plan for tonight? And they're like, moving on, right? As scheduled. Most of the people live downtown, so we're just gonna do it. And like I'm gonna say nobody showed up. I mean probably twenty percent of the guests showed up because no one could park. Oh yeah. yeah. Because there's so much snow on the streets, you know, that people were like, I just gave up and went home. So, you know, those are bummers. I mean, you just don't plan for those things. You can't plan for them, right? I mean, my sister ran a golf tournament for 13 years, and every year she's stressing about the weather. I'm like, why are you stressing about the weather? You can't do anything about the weather. Mm -hmm. Um, There was one not that long ago where there were tornado sirens. They had... Um, everybody had to hunker down. There were tornado sirens and our staff person was texting us. And I said, well, it's a good thing. Like, thank goodness for mobile bidding because you can, you can, you don't, you don't have to be in the room to bid. Right. That's awesome. That was, this goes back to Diana's time around 2013, 14, when we have these apps and we're doing mobile bidding and we have, you know, the web too. And people are are really afraid to move from paper to mobile, and then they're asking you everything, right? I mean, everything down to what if the apocalypse happens at my. Oh, uh, but, I, yeah. So they said, question all the time. Well, what if the power goes out? That was my, my favorite one. What oh, yeah. if the power goes out? I said, okay, well, you're probably not going to be able to see much, but you'll be able to bid unless your battery dies on your phone. So at least your auction will be running. And she's like, yeah, that's a, kind of a good point. So. Yeah, well, like, what's the alternative? You you light candles, and if they're up to code for the fire department, then you stay in the building <laughs> with your candles. Or you say, okay, everybody, here's a bottle of wine. Yeah. Go take this home. We're we're going to keep the auction open until tomorrow. I mean, right. there's just, just a lot of plan, different ways. You can't ways. plan for all of those things, right? And that's what we've learned, and we try to, try to coach our clients through yeah. is, look, there's certain things that you can you can plan for. Right. But then there are certain things you can't. And then the instances where you can't, you just need to have, we always say, have somebody who can be your issue resolver. So if you're running an event, you can't be the person resolving all the issues. You need to be able to say, Diana, I need you to go find some candles because the power went out. Mm-hmm. Right. I Diana, mean, I need you to go roll some silverware. Yes. That is a true story. <laughs> this is a true story. <laughs> it's a good thing they called the mobile bidding people to show up at this event because without us there people would not not have been able to eat their dinner 
Trash would have been piled up. And let me tell you what happened. I guess there was about, and, and also let me just say this as a disclaimer. If you are a client and you are hearing this story, and we we want to tell you that we love all of y'all. We do. We 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 treasure these stories. We bring them to our office. We're gonna talk some tea. Yeah, we bring them to our office. We we literally sit around and say, how can we make this not happen again? If it wasn't the best scenario, and we'll we'll call you and we'll give you advice. But we carry these stories with us, and and we they're they're part of who we are. So we were at this event and in this undisclosed place, but there were a lot of people there, like 700 people. And we were doing this check-in and there was a crazy, it was just a crazy time. And I was looking everywhere for Jeff. I was like, where did he go? And so he, he shows up and I was like, Jeff, where have you been? He was like, well, Diana, I was taking out the trash. <laughs> and I said, well, I'm really sorry to hear that because you missed the time when I had to take forks and knives over to tables nine and ten and while I was there I learned that table seven did not have any dessert spoons oh. <laughs> were you wearing like black pants and a white button-up no, shirt not or even close. not no, even close. I was up doing registration and to her point there's 700 people walking mm-hmm. in the door and they all tend to come at the, in a very tight time frame mm-hmm. so it's busy in this room and so we're kind of getting through it and like fire alarm pulls right this lady comes up to me and she's like I need your help. I'm like, okay, what? I'm thinking Hambit issue or check-in issue. She's like, they're just piling up trash in the back. There is no <laughs> trash cans, and all of the kids that are, are bussing tables don't know where to put the trash. You got to help me find trash cans. I'm like, okay, I've never really been asked that question before. But <laughs> You look like a problem you solver. Look like a, yeah. problem you look solver. like an able-bodied said, problem let's, solver. Let's go make it happen. So I walk through the back. I go out on, like, there's no trash cans in the back. Oh so I go God. out on the loading dock. There's, like, 20 trash cans out there. Four dudes sitting on, like, Home Depot buckets playing some dice game or card game or whatever. I'm like, And she walks out with me, and she sees them. She's like, you get up and get those trash cans out there. So we're wheeling the trash cans out and putting them in the backs of these guys. They were stacking like dirty dishes just on tables in the back. So once I, I saw that that was actually getting handled, I go back up front and find out that Diana was also setting place settings on the table. So anyway, <laughs> the that, auction did go well. It did and, go well. <laughs> and there were no hand-bit issues and uh, everybody ate. And yeah. the dessert spoons were delivered. They and were. So des- and dessert was delicious. So and, that was awesome. And that client's been with us for, oh, six years? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> just to give you a little hint. Things that only event experts and and people with experience think about, like trash cans. Yes. It's like, yes. What about it's, plungers? Because last like the year first we had a plunger about. issue yeah. at an event, and Jeff was plunging toilets. <laughs> yes. And then he went and handed out Chick Fil A sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's wondering if you washed your hands. Of course. I forgot that part. I, I blocked it out of my brain, y'all. That's right. I did. I. Oh my I wasn't gosh. serving the Chick Fil A yeah. sandwiches. I was helping getting getting them sold. This is true. So yes. it's. <laughs> They're served in like the foil bags. They Everybody are. relax. I did wash my hands. I'm a bit of a germ freak, but but it was funny because again, it's you walk around this event, and you're trying to figure out are things running smoothly or not, and not everything is related to the software. I mean, mm-hmm. you want the guests to have a good time. That's what we're there to do, and we've been to so many of these things that it is our probably just our prerogative to say, oh. It looks like there's a massive backup at getting Chick-fil-A sandwiches. Why is that? Like, you know, <laughs> how hard is it to hand out these sandwiches? And sure enough, they had a really kind of broken system, and so we fixed that. But 
Yeah, on the spot. So lots of things can go wrong at events. What are some other things that have gone wrong for you guys that you laugh about now or that maybe people can prevent from happening at their own event in the future? Deciding that you're going to do pyro and not have a permit. Oh, oh. Yeah. she's talking about my event, by the way, my own fundraiser. Okay, explain. That's kind of a little knife pyro. in the side. Wasn't explain it? pyro. Are <laughs> we talking fireworks, fireworks coming yeah. on strong? Yeah. <laughs> I found out that all the event managers listening are like pyro. What? A fireworks, fireworks show. I didn't know I needed a permit. I found out at four o'clock on Friday the event was Saturday afternoon. So, you did you get it? I didn't get a very fun phone call from the chief of police at Greenwood Village, Colorado. He wasn't super happy with me about it, but yes, I did pull it off. Oh my gosh. Just not like those last minute things. You know what I I have seen from time to time that just doesn't go well, and we've got some good stories in our back pockets, y'all, is things at the live auction. They they become spontaneous because they're live. And And you're in the moment, and you've had something to drink by that point. (laughs) We hope. Things with an S at the end. (laughs) Well, we haven't, but our clients have, and our donor and the donors have um but but it it also had you have to keep your game face the whole time there's no pausing you have to keep going we we were at an event at one time when i think you know i think it would be safe to say that the founder of this company um he he was i think he was feeling a little bit like he wanted to be in the spotlight and the live auction was taking place and he was like i want a piece of this you know spotlight action and so he had a lot to drink and he walked up on the stage and he grabbed the microphone from the live auctioneer and just he he didn't use he used some colorful language to describe the item that he wanted to to put up for auction. He created an auction item on the fly. On the fly. Yeah. That no and we're, one And we're trying to describe it in him but as he's describing it I'm what like is I it? can't use that word. <laughs> <laughs> just I just, we were like, what exactly is this item? Right. I don't know what it is. <laughs> so our, the poor live auctioneer was like, and from our founder, a blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and it, it was like he, he, the founder knew that no one was going to bid on it. And so he called out a person that he knew on the floor and made him bid on it. It was really uncomfortable. And we, we, you know, we had to do some cleanup work around that. But it was the live auctioneer that I felt the sorriest poor. Yeah. He really had to, he was like, this was not in my script. Yeah. <laughs> this is, this is Every once good. in a while, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of somewhat amusing to see the live auctioneer kind of have something go off script on them a little bit. They go dancing. They, they don't like it. <laughs> Totally. Like it happens to us all the time. Oh right? yeah, yeah, that's true. So, especially sometimes with live auctioneers who were like, "Okay, these are going to be my paddle raises. I'm going to do this level, this level, this level, this level," and then they add four levels right in the middle of it. Oh yeah, that's a great example. Yeah, we're like, oh, all right, as we're scrambling to add those levels into the system, but also kept... record them at the same time so yes. we can accurately mm-hmm. enter them. That's right. Mm-hmm. And how long is that going to take, Elise? I mean, we're waiting here for you to get all these. Your fingers bolts. are frozen, though. Yeah. That's well, right. well, if you stand there a little longer, sir, right. I'll be sure to get it done yeah. faster. That is one. Of, that is one of the worst things is when they keep bothering you. And so, it, mm-hmm. one of the things that I would always recommend mm. is if you have somebody on your team who's not there. Send them the paddle raises to enter. Mm-hmm. They can be sitting at home, 
glass of wine in hand, entering, and no one's bothering them. That's right. That's a great right? idea. Because you're sitting there frantically trying to get these in. And, and it's not that it takes a while to get them in, but we check them all, right? We want them to be right. Accuracy. Yeah. yeah. And so we're looking at multiple recording sheets and, you know, making sure that all the numbers are right. And, and then making sure that, you know, that the totals are right. So we know the right bidders, you know, donated the right amount of money. And everybody's coming up to you, right? What about this? What about that? Hey, can, can I, I check out? Can I pay my bill? Yes. Anyway. <laughs> can I pick up my guitar that I just won? <laughs> and I would say, um, you know, kind of to your question, like the example I would give is situations where we have allowed a customer mm. to initiate a process that we don't agree with. Mm. And we've really gotten to the point, you know, when we were getting started it's one thing to be like what's you know the customer's always right we want to do it the customer's way and every time we would do it it would backfire and it's it's not a limitation of the software it's just that some things may work well when you're doing paper bidding and they just don't work as well when you're not and we've just kind of gotten to the point now where we just say no yeah i mean like go find another mobile bidding company that will do it we're not trying to be mean here but it's going to be a disaster for you and your guests we know it we've seen it you think that you've done this this way for 20 years and it's worked, it's not going to work. Or there's just a better way to do it, and you have to trust us on that. And sure enough, I mean, right when we got started, you know, I was telling this story the other day. Like, we had a client, and they they said, we don't even want to discuss the pro- – we have our check-in process. We're going to use it. This is how it's going to work. And so what they did was they decided to split the line by last names, and so they had a range of last names. We hate that. Yeah, by the way. Not, okay. not necessary. Yes, we don't think that that actually helps at all. It actually makes it worse. And if you want to know why, we'll discuss that on another podcast. But and then, but their names were in front of the table. So as people stood up in these lines, no one knew what line went with what name group because someone was standing in front of the sign. So that was the first problem. The next problem was is they had a printed out card for every one of the coming guests with their contact information on it. They wanted us to hand them that card, have the guest edit it, they update their contact information. We can actually do this in our software, by the way. So I just want to point that out. So, so none of this makes sense. None of this makes sense. <laughs> and then, so they had a person standing next to each check-in person from the charity or volunteer, and they held the cards. And so when they'd come up and they'd say, I'm Kristen Wheeler, she'd find Kristen Wheeler and hand it to you, okay? And you would do your thing. She dropped all the cards next to me. Lovely. Okay. Dropped them. So now right they're the now ground. no longer in alphabetic order. <laughs> okay. So then it was like thumbing through 150 cards looking for your name and so it just got longer and longer and that's when I'm sitting sitting there saying to myself we should not have let them do this right Um, and that goes back to even last year I went to an event and it was the same thing and we got a phone call on a Wednesday and this is what we're going to do and this is how we do it and she describes her process and I said it's a bad process (laughs) I said you're going to create a disaster at check-in and she's like we're not budging on this. This is how we want to do it. I should have said no. But we found out about this on Wednesday. Their event is Friday. And so I said, all right, I'm just telling you, it's going to be a mess. Hmm. It was a mess. Yeah. Okay. And just to give you a little color on what was going on, they put a folder behind them for every paddle number. And so we had to know the guest paddle number when they arrived. We can handle that. But then everything that that guest was supposed to get – was in that folio, okay? So if they were a VIP, it was in there, right? Well, some of these folios are wrong. Mm. Or they, maybe you're 
800 and your spouse is 801, you check in, he never came, you're just checking in both of you. And so you give me 800. I don't know where your other stuff is. It's in the other folio, right? Or it's just missing, right? And so things like that where we would say, just put in the guest list that they're a VIP, give me a stack of wristbands. And if he's a VIP, I'll give him one, right? So that kind of stuff really kind of, it just made check-in slow. And so in, in for us, we look at that and say, you know what? Why don't you, show, why don't you let us show you how to do an efficient check-in and trust us on this? I know you did it that way for 20 years. I'm sure it worked great. We've, we've been doing this for 11 years, but in that 11-year time period, I didn't run 11 events, right? Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. ran over 10,000 events or more, right? So we've seen it, mm-hmm. you know? And mm-hmm. so I think, and that even came up recently where we told another client no. I was just going to say, yeah. we, we recently had one, you know, the flip side of that yeah. is we recently had one and, and told the client no. They pushed back. We escalated it, had more people involved and had really serious conversations and said, it's not an option. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to find another company because we're not going to do this. It's going to look bad on you. It's going to be a poor experience for your guests. And it's ultimately going to come back on us. They agreed and said, okay, loved it. An amazing check-in. The guests were beyond thrilled. They're like, this is the smoothest event I've ever had. In the end, it really didn't matter because there was a torrential downpour and the roof started linking in both of the ballrooms, back oh. to weather. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And then Houston flooded and it, it n- none of it really mattered but they raised a lot of money and had a wonderful check-in wow and the event space is good if you just trust us (laughs) on certain we don't put our foot down a lot yeah right right but we are going back and looking at the events that we've done where we've i'd say compromised on something that we don't feel is a good idea and it's just always come back to bite everybody involved right Mm -hmm. i mean there was one event where we have table assignments in handed, so you can see what table you're at. We can tell – it actually shows up in their app. They insisted on having a printed out set of who was at what table. And we're flipping through paper because they put none of it in handed. Well, you know how long that takes, mm-hmm. right, to flip through all those papers and look, you know, looking up your name and seeing where you're at. And then – so anyway, it's that kind of stuff. You know, it, this day and age, we'd say that's just bad process. I mean, you need to do it, you know, using the software the way that we do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we've talked about fingers freezing, plunging toilets, taking out trash, rolling silverware, getting soaking wet. Yeah. Just some very relatable things that have gone wrong <laughs> at events that could happen to anybody. Mm-hmm. What about some of your best moments at events? Something that was heartwarming or something that went particularly well? Oh, I had a, um, we had a client once and when she came over and saw the numbers of where she was at, and they had just moved over to us. She did like three back handsprings, like in the room. <laughs> nice. Like, okay, she's happy. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's it's good to see you know your clients blown away. I mean, even when we started, and this is back in like 2011, 2012. I remember there was a school here in you know my neighborhood down in um, Castle Pines, and they had never used anything like this before, and. They were, you know, they were dipping their toe in the water and they knew us and they like, hey, our, you know, some of our families in our neighborhood and our community have started this software company. Let's give it a shot. And, and it was, you know, it was definitely in a, you know, an investment in us, right? Where we're like, wow, you guys are going to trust us to do this. That's awesome. We walk in on Friday night and they were like, you don't understand. We've made more money all week in pre-bidding than we did last <laughs> oh year. God. 
Yes, that's so cool. <laughs> exactly what you want to yeah. hear. Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. our school. Some of our school clients are our most successful. And this is something we obviously coach our clients on, and it's one of the things that I think is the counterintuitive change you make when you move to mobile bidding from paper bid sheets. And when I'm on a paper bid sheet, I'm not going to set a one dollar or five dollar bid increment on an item because people aren't motivated enough to get up out of their chair, walk out of the ballroom, and up their bid by five dollars, right? And so you have to make those bid increments higher. And when you do that, you start you basically start creating bigger steps for people to take to stay in it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so we want to shrink those steps. We want people to think it's a no-brainer. Oh, it's another five bucks. I'll just do it. Right. Because at some point, once they bid enough, then they're going to, you know, kind of cross what we call cross the threshold of <laughs> How much money am I spending to, I am not losing this Yeah, item, I'm right? winning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so we'll look at an auction and we'll say, oh, I did okay. And then they'll have five bids per bid or something. We'll look in there and they've got, you know, $50 bid increments on a $100 item. And it's like, well, there's, there's your problem. I could have gotten somebody from 105 to 110 to 115 to 120 all the way up. They would have spent more than 150 bucks. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt in my mind they would have, but they wouldn't have gone from 100 to 150. Mm-hmm. And so you have to, in, in one step, in one bid. So, and that reminds me, we did this event in Oklahoma City and this lady came up to me and she definitely had had a few of these. Oh, and <laughs> speaking of. She was hilarious. <laughs> she comes and she's like, well, I want to show you something. And I'm thinking she's going to say like, there's a problem with her you know, app or whatever. So she pulls up her app and she says, watch this. She goes, I'm going to bid on this. Watch what happens. So she bids. And then like two seconds later, she's outbid, right? (laughs) It pops up with a pink screen, like losing, right? And she's like, it just keeps doing it. Watch, she hits it again. (laughs) And I said, yeah, somebody's outbidding me. And she's like, yeah, she was, I want you to look up who this person is because (laughs) I'm not losing this item. And I said, well, I'm not sure that's a good idea for me to tell you who this person is. And she said, well, I'm just not going to lose. And so I look at it, and it's a piece of art painted by some kid. And she's like, you know what's the funny part? Well, she goes, I don't even want this thing. <laughs> just don't want to lose. <laughs> but she's up to $4,000 on this little piece of printed you know, art or whatever. And I was like, that's the beauty. That's what we're talking about, right? Yeah. That's what you want to see happen. And you can't do that if you don't think about how do I keep my bidders connected back to the auction? See, paper doesn't do that, right? So – you know, that was the challenge at my event and why we started Handbid was because people float, right? They, they float around. I go through the auction area, I bid on stuff. I go to the bar, go talk to my friends. I am completely oblivious to what's going on in that auction until I go back. That might be 30 minutes later. And then I outbid bid the people that were there. Mm-hmm. And then they come back 30 minutes later. Well, there's not enough time in the night to really get an auction going on some of those items where you can on your phone. So that's step one. Step two is is... We tell our clients, how about we lower your bid increments a little bit? And they're like, ooh, I'm going to make less money. I'm like, I don't think you are. I actually think you're going to make more money because your your guests are going to get outbid more. And when they get outbid more, they're going to bid higher. And that is not intuitive to a lot of people who think about like, oh, I'm going to get 10 bids on this item. That was the thing that we used to talk to other mobile bidding companies. And we would also talk to people and they'd say, oh, well, on paper, you average seven bids an item and mobile you get like say 10 i'm like i mean i can control the bids per item i just set the bid increment to whatever i care about the bids per bidder Mm -hmm. i care about how connected and engaged people really are in the auction itself Mm -hmm. right because that'll tell me you know when we pull up an event and we pull up their dashboard i'm like oh this is a good event yeah (laughs) right 
So I think we're biased, but correctly biased in our expert experience that mobile bidding at a fundraising event is an absolute must. And between even just the four of us, but not only the four of us, but the whole Handbit team, we've managed thousands of events that have raised probably tens of millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. So knowing that mobile bidding software is a must, what is one other thing that you guys think will go around the table in closing? One thing that an event needs to be successful, Elise? Wine. Um, Okay, actually, I I do have something. When it comes, your your check-in and registration process is so critical to the overall experience. It Mm. sets the tone for the event. And what you absolutely need is one way to check people in. Obviously, we're biased. Hambid is clearly the best way, in my opinion, to have your guest list to organize your guest list, which is who is supposed to be coming. But what you absolutely cannot do is have something in Hambid as well as another spreadsheet because they will never match Hmm. because somebody is always updating the spreadsheet, but it never gets put into Hambid. Aha. Diana? A smooth check-in process. Mm -hmm. People remember that. I think that's that's it. It's their first introduction, right, Mm -hmm. to your event. That's right. It when is. they walk in the door. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it, it sets the tone, just mm-hmm. like you said. I like the idea of something to do. You know, there people that sure you can go to the bar, sure you can talk to your friends, but I think there there's something about when you want when you leave an event, you always want to say, like, that was fun. Mm-hmm. Well, why was it fun? Because we had a hole in one contest, because there was a a wine tasting or there was you know there was some other component something interactive that was engaging mm-hmm. yep. the the donor and and I think that that speaks to how does the organization communicate with their donors you know how do they continue to pull in more donors if I'm a sponsor and I've invited 10 of my family members how does that organization make a connection with my family members as the sponsor and then those people will hopefully become future donors mm-hmm. that's the idea so um, I just like I just want to throw confetti in the air, you know, whoosh, and and think like that's the that's the kind of visual that I would like for someone to feel when they leave an event. I'm gonna go kind of the psychological way, method and say I, I think you need courage. Oh, I mean, good I think one. that yeah. so many of our clients are so afraid that something's gonna go wrong. I can tell you, something is going to go wrong. Yeah, that's right. So, <laughs> flexibility. But, but to have the courage to kind of work through that, that's I right. would say some of our biggest handbid heroes are the ones that they can work through the complaining board member that hates technology, you know, the guest that is completely upset that their table wasn't exactly prepared the way they want. I mean, whatever it is, mm-hmm. those types of things happen, and you just have to kind of work through them, and you can't be terrified of making the changes that you want to make. And so we always are trying to push our clients to be courageous in that sense, all the way from not just the software you pick, but, you know, kind of making certain other types of changes to your event, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that if people would, you know, kind of embrace that to a certain level, they'll, they'll blow themselves away with what they're going to be able to do at their event. 
Well, thank you, guys. This was so much fun. Cheers, everyone. Yes. Thank you, Kristen, for such a great idea. I've enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. I've cheers the bottle twice, may I add, and have not had one drink. So we're going to sign off so that that. maybe I can just have a little sip. That's right. (laughs) Thanks, everyone, for joining us today, and we will see you next week.